Welcome to the Tech of Business show. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky. And on this show, we are exposing the technology that runs growing and thriving businesses today. From smart and innovative to nuts and bolts, there is no tech stone unturned. Now it's time to talk tech and let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Tech of Business podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky. This is episode 42. Today, I am thrilled to introduce you to Anna Lundberg. She hosts the brand new podcast called Reimagining Success and is the founder of One Step Outside. No matter where you are with using online tools in your business, I'm sure that you will appreciate the conversation with Anna. She has so much knowledge on so many topics. In our conversation, we discuss taking action and continually moving forward, using the tools that you have at hand and feeling comfortable in your space. Anna's story shows that perspective and surrounding yourself with the right people are perfect ways to build your business. Before we get into the conversation with Anna, I want to invite you to join me for complimentary office hours. I'm hosting them about once a month, and you can find the dates and times by going to techofbusiness.com forward slash office hours, and there is a dash between office and hours. During office hours, you'll have the opportunity to ask me tech questions, share your tech successes, and meet other community members. Speaking of community, are you in the Tech of Business community on Facebook yet? It's super easy to join. Just go to techofbusiness.com forward slash community. Now, let's get into my conversation with Anna. Welcome, Anna, to the Tech of Business podcast. I am so excited to get into this conversation with you and uh, share what you do and how you use technology in your business. Oh, me too. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. So do you want to give us a short summary of what work you do? And then we'll get into the technology that we actually use to make that possible. Yeah, sure. So I can talk a little bit about what I do now and also sort of a bit of my background because I think it's quite interesting in terms of where I'm coming to the technology space. Um, But I founded a company called One Step Outside um, where I do individual and group coaching. I do a lot of writing and speaking and so on, all with the aim of helping people reimagine success, um, meaning moving their focus away from sort of the narrow and traditional definitions of work and um, you know, all the prestige and status of a corporate job and um, sort of the high salary and the big house, kind of the American dream idea um, <laughs> and the sort of high powered kind of achiever syndrome and so on um, to really consider different areas of their lives. Um, but also, and the quote, the one step outside comes from the quote, everything you've ever wanted is one step outside your comfort zone. So it's about really pushing yourself and growing and learning and doing amazing things. But the one step piece is that you don't have to take massive leaps that you can really take those small steps and you can transform gradually. Um, so that's the, that's what I'm doing now in a nutshell, although I could, uh, yeah, I'm doing all sorts of different projects. And things. <laughs> Aren't we all? I think that everybody in the audience is probably like, yep, I've got about four different uh, pots on the stove right now. So they get it. When you mm-hmm. said that you um, have an interesting background, let's get into that a tiny bit. 
Well, yes. I mean, interesting. I don't know if it's interesting, but I, <laughs> in terms of just where I'm coming from the tech perspective, because I, so I work in, well, I, um, my entire background is in marketing. I worked at Procter & Gamble, so big American consumer goods company. And, and I don't know how it happened, but I became um, a digital expert <laughs> in this world. And it sort of um, happened organically. It was just the role they gave me eventually by the end. I'd worked on, you know, at the time it was some pretty basic websites and banner ads and we discovered Facebook and oh my goodness, and it was quite, all quite new. Um, but I became sort of the head of the digital department really, which was a pretty senior role um, considering my juniority. Um, juniority is that a word seniority is that sounds funny to me <laughs> uh, I, I don't know but everything you know what I mean you know, totally works totally. I'm supposed to be a good writer but there you go um so um yeah so I just I, I within a sort of non-techie world I was very techie but then of course I worked with a lot of digital agencies and experts and web develop and so on and then in that world I was the kind of marketing person so I've always kind of straddled the two worlds Mm -hmm. um, and now, even though, so this, the coaching business and the writing and speaking is really my passion and going forwards, but I still do a lot of the marketing and the training. Um, and um, a lot of that is, it's sort of, it, there's a really nice synergy with what I do because it is a lot about, I'm helping people build their businesses and have that freedom and flexibility. Um, so it is a lot about brand strategy and marketing and digital. Um, but the trainings I give, actually, some of them are on things like lean startup and MVPs and all those things, value proposition. Um, uh, one that I've actually created a few weeks ago is about all this crazy futuristic stuff. So IoT, AI, blockchain, and all these things. So <laughs> it's been an amazing opportunity to learn all this really um, sort of cutting edge stuff, really. So I think that's where it's interesting. I think probably I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with tech and maybe we all do so I think I'm sort of both techie to non-techie people and non-techie to techie people if that makes sense I'm somewhere in between that totally makes sense and it's one of those things that just as every new coach and every new consultant and every new everything in entrepreneurship and in business they are always looking at someone who's ahead of them just the same as someone you know, who is maybe looking at them who starts two weeks after them as that's someone ahead of them. And so mm. just because you think that you're non-techie in front of the techies eyes, someone else is looking at you saying you are totally techie because they have less comfort with the technology than you do. Yeah, definitely. It's always the comparison, isn't it? <laughs> yes, but it's <laughs> it, comparison in a good way because it's mm. always a matter of striving or figuring out how to outsource. <laughs> yes, that's the key, isn't it? it <laughs> I'm not so good with the outsourcing. Oh, uh, you know, that's part of the reason why I even have this podcast. This podcast is to help people see what technology is out there and what technology they want to learn themselves versus hiring out. So let's kind of get into a little bit of what you use in technology-wise in your business. And of course, I think everybody can tell that you and I have different accents. So the first piece of technology <laughs> is that we are in different time zones communicating in real time. Um, but what else? <laughs> That's very true. Um, well, I think just um, linking that back to what you were just saying, I think it's such an interesting learning process. And um, whenever I talk to people more about sort of when I quit my job and a career change and all these things, because I quit in 2013, um, I can never really sort of remember the... The, the reason for for the sudden movement, I don't know. And I I didn't know at the time that podcasts existed. I didn't know what coaching was barely. Um, I certainly didn't know. I mean, Facebook Lives didn't exist and so on. Um, and so it's just a weird process. And if I 
go back to 2013, I took a sabbatical from my work, three months to travel across South America. Um, and I started a free wordpress.com blog, basically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can go back in that way back machine. And I often do to show people <laughs> what my site looked like, because it's a, sort of a dark teal background with a picture of mountains and clouds at the top. And then it's me writing a load of rubbish, initially, at least. <laughs> that then <laughs> gradually became sort of my personal diary of traveling. And while I was traveling, there was lots of interesting stuff going on, at least for the people who cared about me and sort of gradually got a bit of a following. And then that gradually grew into me pondering career stuff and so on. Um, and so that was five years ago and just the steps I've taken since then. So eventually I moved the, over from .com to um, wordpress.org, you know, self-hosted. I yes. got a host um, which meant I could do lots of plugins and I gradually got more comfortable with that. I've got another couple of businesses um, sort of initially I was doing the marketing consulting so I have a website there and another website and company I founded with another friend so you know within a few years I was sort of managing several websites um, again lots and lots of plugins <laughs> I've, I've learned some like html and things that I need to do and so on but it just the steps it's been such a gradual process of learning and the stuff I'm doing now again I didn't even know it existed then so I think it's so easy to get overwhelmed and we talked about comparison there um, it's so easy to compare yourself to someone's, you know, people often visit my site, well, often, but I've had people say, wow, that's such a great website. And as you said, they're quite far behind, but they're just starting out. And right. it's taken me five years to get here. So um, it's just a, an important perspective to remember in terms of sort of the layering of knowledge, I guess, onto um, what I've been doing. I didn't wake up one day and go I know what I need I need site ground and I need thrive architects and I do (laughs) it's just a bit of the background to the yeah and you're giving permission you're giving permission for the audience you're giving permission for people who are working with you to take the steps one step at a time one step outside go one step beyond I really like that approach that it's an incremental and not a deep dive type um, approach that you've used Yeah. And it's tough because you want it to be perfect from day one. You want this beautiful website that looks professional. You want to look like you're a massive company that has lots of business and so on. But you know, the nice thing now is as well, we, I mean, it's maybe an overused word, authenticity and all this, but people love people being themselves and the imperfection and um, you know, things go wrong. They know that. And this whole Facebook live and podcasting and so on, it's just such a nice way to get to know people. And so I think you don't need to have those perfect shiny pictures and amazing glossy videos and tech, you know, you need sort of some pretty simple things and then it's about human connections and so on. So ironically, the technology kind of takes a bit of a backseat there. And of course it enables, um, but it's definitely, as you said, not something for people to get worried about um, and really enjoy it, get curious and sort of explore. Okay, right now I need to find a way to manage people's time zones. And then you'll find that there's a website that I can do that, or I need to schedule, you know, appointments with clients or something. And then you'll research that. So sort of, I do, um, yeah, I do love the one step at a time. It's definitely making it more manageable as you build things onto what you have. Yeah. And, you know, another thing I was thinking about as you were saying that is that all the tools and all the websites and all the systems that we are using in place right now, they evolve as well. So a WordPress.org site now is going to have the potential to look a lot different than a WordPress.org site looked back in 2013 when you Mm. started. That one was way overwhelming. I mean, I started working on WordPress sites in 2010 
And that was a different world. And I understood why people were always hiring me to work on their sites. <laughs> Whereas nowadays, there are tutorials that make it easy. You can do more. There's much more functionality with putting things where you want them to and all of those things. So not just taking it slow and doing things just in time, but also the tools have evolved to allow you to do more at earlier stages in your business. Yes, that's so true. And, you know, going back to my corporate background, although I was managing websites and our websites then were completely fragmented, they weren't search optimized, let alone mobile optimized, you know, they were terrible, they were flash heavy and so on. I was obviously working with agencies. So even though I kind of was, again, digital expert, I had never um, done any coding or understood even more than basic wireframing and so on. So, um, but as you say, there's so much information now and things are just getting easier and easier in terms of doing yourself. Um, the only thing I would say there, and I joke that I wasn't very good at outsourcing, but it's easy when your business grows to not be able to let go of that kind of stuff because I feel like, you know, it's great that I've learned how to do these things, but there's a point in your business when it's grown where maybe you shouldn't be the one who's um, adding plugins and things, you know, to your <laughs> website. So that's sort of a, a bit of a mindset shift as well. Yeah. And the other thing is uh, removing redundancies, removing, removing excuse me, removing <laughs> uh, plugins that you installed in 2013 or 2014, that you've got a better plugin installed in 2017 or 2018, mm. but you never got rid of the old one. Outsource the maintenance and, and supportability and uptime and reliability of your website to somebody else. Um, you know, there are so many ways to leverage. You can still do the new and fun stuff, but the old and mundane, the stuff that just has to keep working, outsource that if you want to be the fun one and getting all the plugins installed. There's no rules. Mm. <laughs> No, that's great. Yeah. So once it becomes sort of um, systematic and, and standard, then you can outsource that. that. I think that applies to anything in your work. And then you can move on to the more strategic creative stuff once that's established. Absolutely. And sometimes outsourcing isn't to another person. Sometimes it's to a piece of technology. Um, what kind of technology are you outsourcing tasks to in your business? Mm, let me get the thing that comes to mind, but it's not really technology, strictly speaking, is um, rev.com for transcripts. I know there's a version where it is actually AI doing it for you, but it's basically I do a lot of video interviews, a bit like this, um, but not podcast, but, but video for YouTube. And for mm. a long time, because I'm a good writer and I write quickly, I was transcribing them myself and then editing them into blog posts. And then suddenly I realized, hang on, um, this site, you pay $1 per minute you know, so it's, you know, $20, $30 or something for a short um, video. And that, that time that it would have taken me, obviously, I can um, create much greater value than that. So that's been quite a recent one that's um, made a huge difference. Rev.com, I've heard so many yeah. good things about it, um, especially for putting transcripts or, you know, the... Uh, the subtitles. The captions well, and subtitles, yes, yeah. Yes, exactly. So even if you're not using every word and every sentence, just make it, it makes it so much easier. I mm. love that. Yeah, yeah. What else? What else? <laughs> <laughs> so many. I'm just, another one that comes to mind is schedule once. And I know lots of people have different um, calendar um, preferences and things, but um, it was something I actually, that was one that I invested in pretty early on when I was a coach, although you can do it manually, I just realized quite quickly that it would be so, so much back and forth with clients all around the world. Um, oh, I can't do this. Could you do that? Oh no, I've got, oh, could you, you know, it's just emails back and forth for weeks and weeks. Um, and um, this just, you know, it links to my 
iCloud, my calendar. Um, I can block that, you know, Friday afternoons I don't work. They can't book calls in the mornings. They have to give three options sometimes. So that gives me a bit of a um, buffer as well in case I've got something wrong. Um, and it's just been, you know, that makes things so much um, smoother just to have that platform where people can book directly with me. Um, yes. And then, yeah, it's yes. automatic. And that's actually something that I've noticed with uh, booking I, myself, I've booked on schedule once. And the fact that you can pick multiple options is something that I thought, wow, that is a really novel way of doing it because it makes it so that the person that you're booking it with has a little bit of choice. So maybe I'm booking a consultation and you're like, okay, I've got two other consultations that morning. I need to do this one on a different day. And they've given you that option. It's perfect versus them picking one time on your calendar. And then if that doesn't work, then you're back to email. And I know that I actually had an occasion with someone who booked for next week because my calendar wasn't uh, didn't have anything for this week. And what happened was I had another integration mm. with uh, with um, Sign Up Genius, which I used with my kids' school for volunteering. It had blocked off the entire day tomorrow on my calendar, even though I'm not volunteering. For whatever reason, I, it couldn't clear. So I was free tomorrow, but he had to book for next week because of this glitch. So it was, it, I ended up going back and forth to email to get mm. it figured out, to get them on my calendar for tomorrow. And so there's always little hiccups that can happen, but having the multiple um, options is a great way of going. And I think that's one of the differentiating factors with schedule once over the other couple of major ones out there. More? You want more? I've got loads. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm always good with more. Yes, I love um, this. An another recent one. So I am um, a um, big thing for me this year was launching my group programs. I've been doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching, but of course there's a limit to how much of that you can do. And I just had years worth of, um, you know, worksheets and exercises and blog posts and things. And I wanted to collect all together. So I created a membership site and a group program. Um, this year and for the membership site I've managed to build all in the existing theme and WordPress and so on but I'm using Amazon um, cloud storage so Amazon web services AWS yes. the S3 storage and um, it was quite complicated I had to use a few tutorials on YouTube <laughs> and um, you know I had to find a plugin to sort of embed it properly onto the site but that's just amazing too it's sort of quite a low cost um, solution to store all my content and not weigh down the website with um, all this video and audio that I'm putting on there. Yeah, and that is brilliant. And I'm just going to kind of dig into that from the tech side of things. And when you um, have a hosting package with whomever you're using, whether it's, you know, A2 hosting, which is the one I recommend or SiteGround or one, any, or GoDaddy for that matter, I think they've done a lot of improvements lately as well. But whenever you have a hosting platform, and you host your videos and your audio on your server itself, you, every time someone wants to access that, it's hitting your server and it's, it might be slowing things down. Whereas when you're using a media host, um, whether it's you know YouTube or Vimeo for video or Amazon Web Services, you're using their distributed system and it's not going to weigh down the speed of your website. It's not going to weigh down the access. It's not going to um, throttle you or your users in any way. So thinking about it when you have a lot of content that offloading that from your own site, even though it may be easier to just store everything within your WordPress site, this is one of the reasons why using some of those external media sources or 
um, is very helpful. Mm, great explanation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm always happy to explain because that's kind of my favorite thing about uh, about what I get to do, which is like to dig into the technology that makes the most sense for my clients and for their businesses. What do you think the um, a game changer piece of technology or a mindset shift with technology was that kind of made you take the step to go towards using outsourcing, um, you know, onto AWS or just going to a membership site or anything like that. Was there a aha moment with uh, with that outsourcing or critical tipping point? Well, I mean, speaking of outsourcing, I think one of the pieces is literally outsourcing work. And there it's things like Fiverr and 99design so 99designs i actually write for as well um but i've used them you know it's crowd sourcing um among designers i've used them for a logo which i love well my one step outside logo in fact which is a dream catcher um i've used them for a book cover for my book that i'm working on um and you know it's just it's sort of very simple from a technology perspective but it's a little bit kind of the uber airbnb peer-to-peer model isn't it the kind of almost sharing economy um putting together the supply and the demand so um i think that's really made it easier because fiverr you know you pay five dollars for someone to do something and i've got a favorite designer who does um you know my, my podcast graphics she's done she does lots of um worksheets and things for me and super high quality and literally i do just pay her five dollars although you can pay more um and 99 designs you know i got 20 30 40 different designers working on my projects and chose a really good one so although it's real people working on the other side of the computer i think that has been a game changer in terms of just connecting us all with amazing people and in fact the guy who did my book i think oh i want to say he's in Mm, I can't remember I want to say Pakistan possibly but you know far away (laughs) so I just think I would never have found him otherwise and it's amazing and I love it so um, I think that's that's something that I've really enjoyed and that's where I've become more confident with outsourcing stuff simply because I have access to these amazing people at a lower cost than we would have had before. That is so, so cool. I I love that idea. And I love the ability for everybody to be able to have access to a designer or a copywriter or a this or that I've used uh, both services. Actually, I haven't ever done a project on 99designs, but I've Mm -hmm. had uh, some clients that I've helped vote on their projects on there. I think that you have just given us so much insight and so much information that this episode is just like chock full of like (laughs) how to just bring in a little bit more tech, bring in a little more automation, bring in a little bit more outsourcing, which is really in line with what your business is all about as well. So let's wrap things up with uh, telling and letting everyone know where they can connect with you. And then I have one final question for you. Oh, exciting. So <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, onestepoutside.com. Um, there's a Facebook group and a page, One Step Outside. Um, that's the easiest place really to find me. I'm also on all the other channels and so on, but I think that's the best place, onestepoutside.com. And your podcast is called? Well, it's called Reimagining Success, but it hasn't launched yet, unfortunately. So it's coming soon, but um, keep an eye out for that because it's going to be much um, broader yeah. beyond sort of the, the business and the career. And really, as I said, thinking about these, the, the most important things in your lives and, and taking that step outside as well. So Absolutely. And by the time that this is aired, if I if it's out there, I will have a link for that. And now let's get back to that one final question, Anna. <laughs> My question for you, I love ending every episode with just like, 
kind of curveball question. And the, the question I have for you is, if you had to start over with your website and you started with wordpress.com and then you went to wordpress.org and all these other iterations, would you have gone a different route. I mean, let's think of it as now, like it's 2018 and you're starting fresh right now. Would that have been the trajectory you would have chosen now or what would you have done instead? Mm, such a good question. Um, if I think back to, so regardless of the status of the world <laughs> in 2013 and websites and so on, I just wasn't in that place. I wasn't um, I wasn't part of entrepreneurial communities. I had no, you know, my friends were all corporate. I, I didn't have, as I said, I was kind of a techie person in my friendship group. We were all in big companies. No one was starting businesses and websites and so on. So I just didn't have that network at all. So it wouldn't even have been on my radar. So I actually don't know how I even worked out how to start a blog, to be honest. I imagine I somehow Googled it. Um, <laughs> the, the reality now, and certainly the world I'm in now, is I'm a member of so many Facebook groups. And I think part of that is that it just didn't exist at the time but part of it was the world I was living in sort of more individually but now um in terms of sort of more useful advice for other people I'd say that actually there are you know there's um there are podcast groups there's there's podcasts like yours where people are really sorting through um different aspects of running a business um and there's so many you know there's wordpress beginner sites the forums and how-to articles and youtube videos and so on so almost too much information <laughs> as we said it can be too overwhelming so i'd still recommend sort of starting starting simple um but actually sort of from a business perspective i'd always recommend defining what success looks like for you so what is it you're trying to achieve what are your objectives what sort of the core the essence the message that you want to put out there and then begin tentatively to look and to ask people to immerse yourself to listen to podcasts like these and and to begin to sort of inform yourself as a first step and then you can tentatively start taking those steps out so um a bit of a long answer to your question but i think partly the world has changed um and partly you know the sort of my personal network has changed so that would be a definitely a tip to just immerse yourself in this and talk to people and ask for advice because people have done it before um as you said right at the beginning people are a few steps ahead of you they're the perfect people to talk to um rather than the people who are you know 10 20 years down the line who are multi-billionaires who <laughs> have whole teams of people so start with someone who's just a little bit ahead of you and ask them for some advice and um and i'm sure you'll do great oh i love 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 that answer Thank you, Anna, so much for coming on the Tech of Business podcast. This has been such a fun, fun conversation. And I would love for the audience to get to know you a little bit more, to check out your links in the show notes and to jump into the Tech of Business Facebook group and connect with all of us there. So thank you again so much. And I will see everybody next week. Thank you. Well, there we have it. Thank you so much for listening through all the way to the end. I am so happy that you have done that because I have an extra special offer for you. See, I've got a really exciting series starting next week. The series is all about Member Vault. It's five episodes long and it's going to rock your world. I promise you that. To thank you for being a podcast listener, I would like to add you to the subscriber hub inside my Member Vault. 
This is something that I am announcing on the podcast next week, but I want to give you access now. So to gain access, all you need to do is send me an email, jamie at techofbusiness.com or message me on Facebook or Instagram and I'll get you right on in. Thank you so much for listening and I cannot wait to share with you the Member Vault series starting next week. Thanks for listening to the Tech of Business podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, or wherever you download your favorite shows. You can also check out the show notes and learn more about me at techofbusiness.com. I'll see you next week.